The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, days of family drama have been dissected in the headlines. The family in question, the royal family, the queen, she has granted her grandson's wish for a more independent life. And I know that some of you don't care. Some of you do. And regardless, I think it's an interesting conversation. Now, all of this comes following a summit at her Sandringham estate. The Queen's statement says she and her family are, quote, entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as young family. Well, it's not clear where they're going to live or who's going to pay for the security costs. They should. Uh, They will be moving part-time to Canada. And our next guest says Prince Harry's split from the family will finally allow him to heal after his mother's death. Leanne Goldman is the Senior Director of Content with Provident Communications. She joins us now. Hi, Leanne. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, before you're doing, before you're, before you're, before doing what you do now, it's amazing I talk for a living sometimes, Lee. <laughs> uh, you were a journalist. You talked for I a was. living as well. You were a White House correspondent. You, you worked on Parliament Hill as a national affairs reporter. Fifteen years ago, you were signed to cover the wedding of Prince Charles and Camilla for the Canadian pr- Prince, uh, for the Canadian press. press. It is where you, <laughs> I'm having troubles today. It's cold here. It's okay. It's where you started your opinion piece for Post Media this week. Why did you start there and what prompted you to write this piece? You know, I have to confess, I, I have a bit of a weakness for Prince Harry. Mm. Um, he looked, my son looked like him at the same age, and I, when, when I saw him at his, his father's wedding to the woman who had caused his mother so much pain, I was really struck by how well he was holding it together, and I had hoped that it was genuine, but then I sort of had to remind myself, this is a family that's used to putting on a brave face, stiff upper lip and all that stuff. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, but I wonder how healthy that is. And mm-hmm. if, if one day it's not going to come back to, uh, to, well, I won't use that, to bite him in the bum. Bite him in the butt, um, yeah. Yeah. And so when all of this started happening, we started, started to leak out. Well, actually, it was before Megan, I think, he and William, to give William credit, he and William had both talked openly about the importance of mental health and how they both had really struggled in the aftermath of their mom's death. But Harry, quite recently, had said that he was still uh, affected by it, mm-hmm. that every time he heard the snap of the shutter, it took him back to what happened to her. So uh, that's kind of why, why I started thinking about it when I, when I heard that they wanted out. Um, and I can't say I was terribly surprised because he's sort of watching what happened to his mother happen to the, you know, the other most important woman in his life uh, with his wife, Megan. So, yeah, I was reminded of that day and I felt sort of bad for him and I hope it meant that maybe he was going to sort of start to deal with it a bit away from the crowds. Leanne, I go back to when uh, Diana died in that uh, car crash in that Paris tunnel and in the days afterwards and the funeral and the very public uh, mourning that took place and 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 I remember watching um, watching the funeral and watching Charles and and William and Harry walk behind that casket down the roads yeah. of London and I, I thought to myself how could that be done to a little boy 
I mean, yeah. I mean, to this day, that to me was one of the most heartbreaking sights that uh, that I had that I had seen. And I thought these young men, um, and and if you want to, you know, Harry being the younger, their 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 most tragic time being put on display for everybody yeah. to stay to 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 see. And now I'm thinking he's just saying, "Done. I'm done with it all." I kind of think so too, and and that and at that age too, like I I wouldn't have known this without having a boy myself. But a boy at twelve years old <laughs> is really really attached to his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the hormones haven't quite kicked in yet. Puberty hasn't started. They haven't started to withdraw. So I'm with you. Like I thought that was one of the cruelest things I'd ever seen. I think I remember reading somewhere that they both had said, well, they wanted to be there. Yeah. But even so, I'm not sure if I was Charles or an adult in that family, I would have uh, not put up a bit of a fight. Because to me, I just, I still, when I see that footage, I get emotional. Oh, and, yeah. and, so, and I can't, whenever you look at him, for me anyway, I can't look at that guy without remembering that little kid. And it doesn't sound like he's totally past it either. He says that it's still a festering wound and he's still haunted by it. Um, William, maybe not so much, or maybe William is just more tight-lipped about that kind of yeah. thing. And so you can't really blame them. Like, I, I'm sorry, I just I don't really blame them for wanting to take a break. And who knows, it could be temporary. I, I've sometimes wondered maybe she has a bit of postpartum depression mm-hmm. and maybe that's playing into things as well. So you know what, then let them have a few years just taking a breather and maybe they'll have more children and maybe later in five, six years down the line, they'll be more emotionally prepared to take it on. Leanne, what do you think um, about, um, you know, the British tabloids? I don't think that here in Canada that we can quite wrap our heads around the nastiness of the British tabloids. Uh, I've worked in, in broadcasting now for 30 years. You did it for a long time as well. We don't see it here like they do in Britain. No, not at all. And in fact, even some of the stuff I was reading on The Sun today was just so mean and not cited. (laughs) Like, they don't have sources for some of the things that they say. And there was even, um, not even a British tabloid guy, there was a radio host in the similar job that you have in London who called her uppity today. Mm. And a hip-hop star who was one of his guests really went after him for it. I, I don't think, as a white woman, I can ever say that it's not racism. If mm. she is feeling that it's racist, whether, you know, we know that all the women who enter the royal family get it badly, right? Yeah. Like, Sarah Ferguson was called the Duchess of Pork. Yep. And Kate was called Weighty Katie, and Camilla was, you know, really demonized for being a homewrecker, and why would he go for her when he had the beautiful Diana? So they all get it. But I don't doubt at all that there is some racism at play here. And I, I'm sure that that's been very painful for them both. And the royal family, as much as I love the queen, mm-hmm. as we all do, uh, there were opportunities for them to step up and say, hey, this is unacceptable. I mean, I think when the baby was born, there was some commentator at BBC who referred to the baby as a chimpanzee. Yep. I mean, that stuff was said. And the whole notion that you don't, comment and don't say anything you just suck it up i just don't think that works in this day and age anymore and they had their chance to sort of really come out and and close ranks around megan and instead stories about harry and megan were leaking into the tabs and the suspected leaks were coming from william and charles's household Mm -hmm. so you can see how painful 
that must have been for Harry in particular, given what happened to his mom. So I really credit the Queen with sort of rising above it all and saying, you know what, you do what you have to do, and I fully support you. You know, I'm disappointed, but you've got to take care of yourself. I give her a lot of credit. She's come a long way. Mm -hmm. I think she really learned a lot from the Diana death Mm -hmm. and the aftermath of that. Um, but I think things could have been done a lot differently that maybe would have prevented it from getting to this point. There was an article that came across my desk today that was comparing, it was 20 headlines comparing Meghan Markle yes. to Kate Middleton. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. And it was just, yeah. yeah. Every single thing, like the baby, oh, isn't it sweet how Kate mm-hmm. is rubbing her belly? Oh, what is wrong with Meghan? Why is she rubbing yeah. her belly? It was, <laughs> oh, isn't it great that Kate is eating avocado? Oh, Meghan is destroying the planet by eating avocado. Like, it, it's unbelievable when you see it. Yeah, uh, compared to one another. Leanne, I want to get your perspective on this because part of the uh, op-ed piece that you wrote was talking, uh, you know, kind of from the communications aspect of it, yeah. about, about about taking control, and and it is so very true. So I wanted to get a little bit of insight into this. Uh, and again, uh, Leanne uh, Goodman joining me this afternoon. She's the Senior Director of Content at Provident Communications. And you had written, from a communication standpoint, the events of the past week have been astonishing. While Buckingham Palace was said to have been blindsided by Harry and Meghan's announcement. Apparently it wasn't. And you go on and it says he took the bull by the horns and the House of Sussex released their statement. They said, okay, enough's enough. You question whether it was smart or whether it was stupid. Was it the right thing to do? Well, I can tell you that when we deal with our clients at Provident, we have a lot of people that we advise, companies that we advise when they're in crisis situations or when they know something's coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And our advice is always Get in front of it. Don't hide. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for the headline to come. You've got to get in front of it. You've got to be as transparent as possible. You've got to be as, as honest and straightforward as possible. But whatever you do, don't get behind the headlines. Don't be reactive. Don't be catching up. Let the others react to your narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think they. I think as painful as I'm sure, I'm. I'm not. I don't doubt that that was a painful thing for Harry to do. Apparently, he really loves his grandmother. Mm-hmm. She's his favorite grandkid. They're very, very tight. So I'm sure that was a hard thing for him to do. But had they waited, and it came out via other channels, as it was already starting to leak out a bit from a leak, apparently, from Charles's household, it wasn't going to favor them. It was going to make them look probably like they were entitled and spoiled and ungrateful and all the rest. In fact, you're seeing some of that trickle out anyway. So why not get out ahead of it? That's what we always advise our clients. By doing so, getting it out and kind of creating that narrative uh, of your own, do do you believe that they will have to suck it up, bite the bullet for the next, I don't know, few weeks, couple of months, deal with probably a lot of nastiness, but by doing so that it will will fade away uh, a little quicker? Uh, that's what I think. I think, yeah, the next two months probably aren't going to be that pleasant. I think you're going to see all sorts of nasty stories leaking out. Uh, you know, I've already seen some effort to try to pit Kate and Megan against each mm-hmm. other, which I've heard is absolutely, like, completely untrue, and that Kate has actually, you know, you know how we, you know the media always tries to develop a cat fight, right? Of it's course. never been about the two women. It's about the brothers. The brothers were having problems, and the women were just sort of in the backseat trying to hope that it all got worked out. But you're already seeing things leak out about how, you know, Kate wishes she could see that her, her kids could see their cousin, and she's, they've never been in, they, they never hear mm-hmm. from them. 
You'll hear about a bunch of that stuff come out, I'm sure. But it will die down, especially when they're if they're over here, because I, I really can't see, unless the Queen or Prince Philip dies, I can't see the Canadian media here sort of gathering outside wherever they're living and trying to get photos of them going in and out. I really don't think you'll see that just on on a day-to-day basis the way you do in the UK. So, yeah, I think it will die down and people will realize, you know what, he's sixth in line to the throne. He was never going to sit on the throne. Really, what's the big deal? Maybe you'll see Beatrice and Eugenie actually step up now Mm -hmm. to do more... Uh, work, which apparently they're willing to do, and it might be good to, you know, erase the memory of their father, which is the other thing about this whole, that we haven't even touched on, the fact that the British media was portraying this and treating this as if it was a bigger scandal than the fact that (laughs) Prince Andrew has had a long-time friendship with a, like, known sex offender. offender. Even after he was convicted, he was staying at his house and hanging out with him and young girls. Why that is not considered a much bigger outrageous scandal than a poor kid who's still grieving his mother, kid, I say kid because he's a kid to me, um, (laughs) (laughs) wanting to, you know, bring some peace and serenity to his new wife and his new child. You know, it's just not even in the same ballpark. But you actually will. I have seen people like Dickie Arbiter on those shows, like sort of almost being dismissive Mm -hmm. of the Prince Andrew scandal as though it's not a big deal well they weren't they weren't he didn't rape they weren't raped they were prostitutes so what's the big deal even though they were like you know 12 or 13 years old so to me that's another evidence of how messed up the british tabloid media is at the moment leanne uh, goodman joining me this afternoon is Goodman. It's Goodman. It is Goodman. <laughs> oh my gosh! I have just That's I have just right. made a mess of this, Leanne. My apologies all over the place Listen, today. Listen, it's very very cold there. I am very <laughs> grateful that it hasn't come here yet, so you are forgiven entirely. Oh my goodness gracious! Thank you. Leanne. You and I gotta. You and I gotta stake out Harry's uh, Harry's new house and tell him how much we love him. Exactly. <laughs> we want to be friends, Leanne. Yeah. Thanks for this. Okay. okay it was my pleasure. Care. Have okay. me on again. That yeah, was fun. Absolutely. Thanks. Okay. Bye bye. Uh, you can check out Leanne's uh, op-ed in uh, the Edmonton Journal today. And again, it ends. You know what? He's suffered enough. It's time to allow him to move on to a life that can help him heal from the trauma of his mother's death at long last.